Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing and Sales Novice and Podcast Savior. Savior. <laughs> Whoa. That sounds intense. Just, just by just by sheer will, I noticed that that last podcast stopped recording at one point. That was incredible. It was great. You just inspired. I think we got it's it. I think we picked it up. Sense. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So is I'm going to add that. Is it six cents? I think it'd we be a seven. <laughs> I think it's a seventh cents. I, I'm going to need. Not only does he say, see dead people. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just need everybody. When you when you see me now, stop referring to me as, as sales Batman. novice. Or Batman, and just you can just call me Podcast Savior. That's fine. That's great. It'll, it'll work out. It's heavy. Heavy yeah, yeah. is the head that wears the crown. Correct. <laughs> crown. Get a little yeah. edge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we move on. With me, as usual, Oliver Young, Operations Director with the Young Automotive Group. I'm so ready for this shiz. Yeah, it's going to be fantastic, this shiz. Back as usual, Brad Taylor, Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence. Hello. Hello, Brad. <laughs> And with us once again, Jake Talbot, General Manager of Young Toyota in Logan. Jake, damn glad to have you. The Good Jake to Talbot. Good to be here. The Good to Jake be here. Talbot. Well, you know, I, I think we're just going to move right along. Brad, it's your ship today. Oh, perfect. I love it. So recently I had an opportunity to give a welcome message at a team meeting after I'd read a book called It's Your Ship by Captain D. Michael Abershoff. An mm-hmm. absolutely incredible book. If you haven't read it, you need to go out and read it. If you're a manager of any kind, it is a must read. But I actually want to try to apply the book and the principles in it to everyone specific. Because I think as a sales professional, whether you are a salesperson, you're a service writer, you're a service BDC, sales BDC, you're a parts counter person, anyone that is paid in any way, shape or form in some kind of commission It needs to be your ship. You need to understand that if it's to be, it's up to me. Yeah. So I got a weird question to start off for you guys. How many words do you think in the English language end or can end in the word ship? So leadership, companionship, ownership. I'm going to go with salesmanship. One thousand. That's really close. Really? It's an aggressive, it's aggressive. No, it it's not aggressive. close at all. Uh, I, I'm literally I'm, on the edge of my seat. Yeah, I'm, so. I'm going to go with 1,001. <laughs> oh, hey, big mistake. 1,002, Bob. <laughs> you know, I probably should have shared my pre-podcast notes with you guys because it is not that aggressive. According to ScrabbleDictionary.com, <laughs> Scrabble being the all-knowing of what's actually a word and what is not. I knew I should have said a dollar. Dang it. 135 <laughs> words. Mm. I will now begin to repeat those word by word. No. <laughs> I'm, be we're not going fun. to. No, we're not going to. But the, the cool thing about adding the suffix of ship to a word, it does one of three things. It either indicates a condition, a position, or a character or characteristic of an individual. Hmm. And and as I mentioned, it is your ship. You're a salesperson. Yes, you are an employee. Typically, employees feel that it's the responsibility of a company or business to provide them with opportunity. Would you guys agree with that? Mm -hmm. Yes. Even salespeople, they feel like it is the duty and responsibility of the business to provide them with opportunity. I'm sure you've heard it. 
oh man, put a customer in front of me and I'll sell them. Mm. Well, unfortunately, that that's not the way of the world. That's not how things work. Our salespeople, our service writers, our BDC, our part salespeople, you are a base plus commission, right? And if you're okay with the base, you're going to get basic. You're just going to get the minimum. Gross. Gross as in that's disgusting? Disgusting. It yeah, is disgusting. If you disgusting. like the minimum, you're gross. Yeah, that that, that just doesn't work. <laughs> you've, you've got Whoa. to get out there and say, hey. Do you disagree? If you, like... Try try to get paid some other way besides commission. You would shrivel up and die. That like, is true. It should it should invigorate you. Yeah, uh, and I love it. The beautiful Urine thing. Cells, absolutely, hundred percent. We're all a little sick, but we admit it. <laughs> it is a disease, and it's a good one. You, it's a disease of of desiring for success and and to be better. In this career, you need to decide how much you want. And the great thing is, is, is you can go out and get it. So what that means is it's up to you. You got to go out and get it. It being whatever you want, as much as you want. The only constraints that we truly have are time and taking care of the customer, right? A month's going to end. Customers are going to have needs. Customer has to come first. So an important ship word is ownership, taking ownership of yourself, of your job, of your roles, your responsibilities, and your skills. You can't depend on your manager to increase your skills or anything like that. You have to be the one to decide, again, if it's to be, it's up to me, owning it. Uh, in the book, It's Your Ship, Captain Abershoff outlines for managers and leaders multiple ways to take ownership of, of business or a department or a team or whatever. If you're listening to this podcast, I want you to internalize some of these items and figure out how can I take control of my own ship, right? Every single one of you have someone somewhere that either today or tomorrow is going to depend on you and your growth and, and what you're going to do. Jake shared with us previously after he decided to quit AOL in 1964 that before he could go back and see his wife, he needed to have a job. That's taking ownership. That's realizing that, you know, in order for her to be happy and him not to sleep outside or on the couch, he needed to take ownership of their future. And so he got a job. So a couple of really good quotes that I like from the book, uh, It's Your Ship. The first one, Leadership is earned. It is not designated. So for those of you that are currently in a, a sales role, that's your title, understand that you can earn leadership. It is not a title that needs to be given to you in order for you to be a leader. Jake, you've got a bunch of leaders at your store there at the Toyota. Do you feel like they become leaders as soon as you tell them, hey, great news, you're promoted? Or do you see people becoming leaders on the floor first. You know, it's it's actually fascinating. And I think right now, as I say this, you will picture actual people because there are people that have management roles, a management title that don't get a lot of respect. Mm -hmm. They have the role mm -hmm. and you might even nod your head and say yes, and you might agree, but deep down, you're following because you have to. Yeah. But then there are other people that may not even have the title, may not have the position, that you would follow anywhere. And I think that's a tricky thing with leadership, that sometimes leadership gets painted as if it's some title to achieve, when in fact, 
the title might even be a distraction from a leader because the title makes us think we're something we're not. And the real leaders that you'll follow, it's not about the title. You see what they do. They blaze new trails. They are someone that, that is exciting. You look at what they're doing, what the, they create, their vision, and, and it, it appeals to you. And so you gravitate towards it. That's where leaders are. And sometimes we get confused because you'll hear over and over, I just want that position. I just want that manager job. One of the nice things, and this is from, this might be a Dave Anderson book, but he talks about leading from the middle. So in other words, you can actually be an incredible leader within the ranks. And some of the yeah. most solid leaders are actually within the ranks, yeah. not positional leaders. Yeah, I like that. And so you know, we're, we want to make sure that this isn't just informational, but there's some practical application to, to some of this information that we want to get out there to everybody. But Oliver, for you, as in a leadership role, as you're watching people grow and come up throughout the ranks, what are some things that you, you look for in, in someone that is a leader, someone that takes leadership? So I really do like the word ownership of your position. I remember starting in sales and asking the people around me like, hey, how'd you get into it? And most of them say what? Someone told I me just, I was going to be a good car salesman. I just fell into it. Yeah. I just quit my job. I got to come home with a new one. <laughs> <laughs> Oftentimes, a, a lot of salespeople, it's just kind of like, I don't know. It's just kind of, yeah. and I'm here, yeah. right? Now, and the crazy thing is, is they find themselves in a career that they love, but mm, the vast majority of them don't take pride in what they do. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. And our mission statement says... We take pride. It actually starts out with we take pride in what we do. But again, the vast majority of people, that, especially that sell cars or sell things, oftentimes they don't take pride in what they do. And generally, I think it's because they don't understand the impact it has. Yeah. They don't, they don't fully look at their position from the 50,000 foot view mm -hmm. and see that if somebody doesn't sell a car, that receptionist, that title clerk, that booking, the accounting... They don't have jobs. We're done. And so they don't see the actual lasting impact that their job has. So they don't actually take pride in it. When you actually start to take pride in it, you take ownership. Mm -hmm. It's, you know what? This does make a difference. If I don't do these specific things, there are people that hurt. And so I stand up and I own it. Yeah. And I think it's important for the salespeople to understand that not only should they take pride in what they do, they need to own their role to really move it forward. And, and that's what I look for in a good, in a, in a leader yeah. is somebody who's saying, you know what? I understand the importance that I play. I have the confidence to say that and I go and I move things forward. Perfect. I, I love that. And it, it's a great segue. Sorry, Tim. Oliver's hitting it there. He's killing a quote again from Captain Abershoff. Show me an organization in which employees take ownership and I will show you one that beats its competition and takes care of its customers. Because you're 100% right. Every interaction with the customer, when an employee takes ownership of that interaction, it's better for the customer, it's better for the business, and it's better for everyone that's in a support role for that individual as well. So in the book, basically the principles that need to be applied are simply the chapter titles or chapter headings, which is great. So first one, we'll just kind of randomly go around here. The first one is take command. 
So Jake, what does that mean to you as a, as a sales professional or even in your role as a general manager? When I say take command, how would you apply that? You know, I might even take a, a direction less about my current position because kind of the principle of this book is everyone owning the ship. And for me, when you, when you take command and you own it, it's so easy. There are so many excuses out there and so many ways you can transfer challenges to someone else or justify. There's so much to be said about just taking complete and utter ownership and recognizing you have control of the situation. And the crazy thing is, is what that does to your own psyche. Because I think all of us have been in this, in a position where you just do a job. Yeah. And the tricky part about that is you go home, you feel kind of meh, you just did a job. Mm-hmm. When you take ownership or you take command, you feel like you're a part of something bigger. You're actually moving the ship along. You're actually a part of the growth. So in my opinion, it really changes how you think and how you act. And when everyone starts to think that way, man, it can elevate a team. Yeah, I love that. And so there's a lot as far as owning your results, don't cast blame, don't wait around for others to do something first. So the next one is lead by example. Oliver, how do you feel like that can be applied? Uh, especially in sales, I, when it comes to a manager is jump in and go show, don't tell. I think that's that that's key and it's harder said than done. Oftentimes we get scared as the, the appointed manager or mm-hmm. leader, right? Mm-hmm. And you get scared that I don't want to look dumb in front of my people. It's actually refreshing when somebody says, let me show you. And you bump your head, right? Yeah. Because you go, look, we're not all perfect, but yeah. we're trying together. Yeah. And so being able to get out there and lead your people from in front and saying, hey, let me, let me, you know, let's walk this together, I think is is really the sign of a, of, of a good leader. Perfect. I love that. So if you're a manager or you're an aspiring manager, as you're working your way up through the ranks, a great question to ask yourself. Again, this is from the book. Do you walk your talk or do you bark orders from your desk? We have to walk our talk. We have to. And as a sales professional, service writer, whatever your current position is, just know that. And other managers and leaders, they see whether or not you're walking your talk. That, yep. That's huge. And I was just sitting down with, you know, our outside sales manager and, you know, he was kind of asking me, how much should I go out with a customer, you know? And the key is don't lose touch with that customer interaction. The moment you lose touch with that customer interaction, the moment you lose the business, you know, because you don't, as a leader, you don't know what's going on. You don't, you you think you do, but you're, but if you lose that, that touch with the front line, that is a bad day. Yeah, no, exactly. So I'm going to skip ahead to another chapter and I love this heading. It's great for managers, but again, great for someone that's aspiring to be one. Look for results, not salutes. Jake, what does that mean to you? I really like that actually. So I think sometimes we get to a point where we want to be seen as something. And so we get really focused on making sure we look good not necessarily looking in the mirror to ask if we are good. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a slippery slope because at the end of the day, 
looking good, that doesn't last. And at some point, there will be an exposure. And sometimes we get caught up in pushing to make reports look good when a little bit of vulnerability would go a long way and you'll find your team come together. So I I think it's so important to just be real. Be real. Yeah, I love that. Okay, Tim, I got one for you. What do you got? Go beyond standard procedure. How do you feel like that could be applied effectively? Go beyond standard procedure. I mean, this is this is just essentially it's. I don't want to be cliche and say it's it's giving one hundred and ten percent, but we're, we it's giving one hundred and ten percent. Yeah, it's showing how to do something and then doing it a little bit better. Right. Yeah. Be, beyond that, if you remember that podcast, the Wow Factor. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Is is finding that way to to deliver but deliver beyond what their expectations yeah. are. I think that's what you're the the area you were trying to go down. That's where I was headed. Well, and I think a, <laughs> a slippery slope, a dangerous slope right now in in today's economy with the type of just everything everyone's going through is we all feel like if we're doing just enough and just enough doesn't cut it anymore. We have to go beyond the expectation of the customer. I was I was listening to some phone calls today actually a little bit earlier. And I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for some of them. Some of them, I heard a, a really cool thing on one or two of them, and it was setting some appointments, and there were some opportunities there. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I heard was, hey, when you come in, would you prefer a soda or a water? Yeah. And, and that's, I think, just a great example of going just even just a little bit, teeny tiny bit above and beyond standard procedure. Because yep. I'm going to expect that, that yeah, we're going to set a time. I'm going to come in. I'm going to do some test drives, whatever. I'm not going to expect, oh, you're going to have a Diet Coke ready for me. Well, that's fantastic. And then you actually have- As long have, as the Diet Coke is there. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. yep. <laughs> do what you say pull, you're going to. Pull up to. the car, put a Diet yep. Coke in there. All right. Well, this wouldn't be a podcast unless we had an actual quote. By Benjamin Franklin, Ooh. an actual real, this is a real, this is a real, real, a real, 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 real. Beware of little expenses; a small leak will sink a great ship. Mm, that's a really good one. It really is. So, from that, oftentimes we think, "Oh, it's just this one time, or it's just this small thing, or I forgot this one part, or I didn't do this one thing." But that one small thing. Can ultimate can ultimately be what sinks your ship. And mm-hmm. as you're growing and developing a career in sales, understand you do need to sweat the small stuff. You need to pay attention to the smallest details to give a great experience to customers and continue to build yourself in this business. That's fantastic. I love it. Do we have an action item for today? We do. So the the thing that I would encourage everyone to do is if you can, please email us on what you're going to do to take ownership of your position. What you're going to do to take ownership of your position. I love it. Well, we're talking about ships today. We're talking about particularly a book, It's Your Ship by Captain D. Michael Abershov. Do I have that correct? Okay. It's Your Ship by Captain D. Michael Abershov. So it basically the gist here is if you're paid on any kind of a commission, it is your ship. You've got to remember, if it's to be, it's up to me. We talked about 135 words end in ship, and ship indicates your condition, your position, or your characteristics. 
but the most important ship of all is going to be ownership. You have to own all of the following, yourself, your job, your responsibilities, your skills. You've got to own all of that in order to create and seize your own opportunities. Uh, Talking about leadership in particular, leadership is earned and not designated. This is a quote from uh, D. Michael Abershov. You can earn it, but it does not need to be just given to you. It's not prescribed. That means that leadership is not necessarily tied to a title or a position. It's about action and it's about ownership of your current role. As a matter of fact, most solid leaders are still in the ranks. And pride is a huge precursor to leadership. You have to take pride in what you do if you want to be a good leader. A quick quote from D. Michael Abershov, show me an organization in which employees take ownership and I will show you one that beats its competition and takes care of its customers. So some practical application for ownership and leadership. One, take command. This makes you feel like you're part of something bigger and it changes how you feel and how you act about your role. Two, lead by example. Show, don't tell. Get out in front and walk the walk. Don't just bark orders from your desk. Three, look for results, not salutes. You've got to ask yourself if you look good or if you really are good. You've got to be real. And then finally, go beyond standard procedure. Add that little bit of wow factor. And I think one thing that I would have added is if you're trying to lead people and you're trying to lead them in, in their current role, you have to show them how to be better at their current role. Like and that's that. going beyond yeah, that standard. I like procedure. that. So. And then just finally, a real quote from the real, real Ben Franklin. And I think I got this written down correctly. Beware of little expenses. A small leak will sink, sink even a great ship. Boom. All right, guys. Boom. Well, this has been, I think, a fantastic topic. It's been great talking to you guys. If you're listening to this podcast, please go leave us a review. If you haven't already, leave us some stars. If you have questions for us, comments, if you've got ideas for future podcasts, shoot us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. And of course, get this podcast in front of your friends, your family, your clergy, stock people in the parking lot, do whatever you have to do. <laughs> and that's all we got. So Dana, why y'all? 